My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, first of all, praises be to our loving Abba that we are gathered once again to meet for worship. We worship the Father and His beloved Son, Yahushua HaMashiach, because we have the opportunity to give glory to them and to receive guidance from the Spirit. We are also thankful to loving Abba because we are at last registered as the Assembly of Yahushua. We now officially bear the name for salvation, the name of Yahushua himself. As such, we have a great responsibility, and we have works to do, especially as we draw closer to the end of the age. This work is to proclaim the name of Yahuwah Abba and Yahushua HaMashiach to testify on their behalf concerning the gospel that will lead to salvation. Of course, there is one who will oppose and resist the work that we do, no other than the devil himself. He is our chief adversary, and he will do his very best, especially since he knows he has limited time left to try and derail our work and destroy our efforts. This is why what we need to do now more than ever is to possess the mind of Yahushua, especially as it applies into beating the devil. You see, Yahushua had many encounters with the devil himself, and each time he triumphed and prevailed. We need to have the same mindset of Yahushua so that we too can also beat the devil. But before we get there, let's first find out how did Yahushua officially begin his ministry? Let's read the book of Luke 3, 21 to 23. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Yahushua himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Yahushua was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Remember what we mentioned to you, I believe it was last week, that this year, 2021, we will focus on the life and ministry of Yahushua HaMashiach. Our purpose is to learn everything we can about him and to learn from him as he preaches to us the truth that leads to salvation. That's why let's begin at the beginning, the official start of his public ministry. How did his public ministry begin? By receiving baptism from John the Baptist in the river Jordan. After receiving baptism, what happened to Yahushua? The Bible says a voice from heaven shouted, You, referring to Yahushua, are my dearly loved son. And so Yahushua, according to Abba, is the son of God. On the day of his baptism, it was confirmed for all to hear that he is the loving and the only begotten son of God. Not only that, what was received by Yahushua on the day of his baptism? Bible says that the Holy Spirit descended upon him. He was now ready to begin his public ministry. How old was he? He was about 30 years Oh, now that he was given the Spirit, he had the he was full of the Holy Spirit. What happened to him next? Does it mean that if you are a son or a child of God filled with the Spirit of God, does it mean that everything is going to be smooth? Because that's the mindset of some people, right? I'm the Son of God. 
I'm a child of God. I have the spirit of God. Everything's going to be easy. Everything's going to be like roses. I'm going to be rich and prosperous. What happened after Yahusha received the baptism? Let's read Luke chapter 4, 1 down to 3. Then Yahusha, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Yahusha ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, change this stone into a loaf of bread. I think many of us know about the temptation of Yahushua. What do we need to notice about this incident? This took place shortly after the baptism of the Mashiach. After leaving Jordan, filled with the Holy Spirit, where did the Spirit lead Yahushua to? Into the wilderness. What happened to him in the wilderness? He was tempted by the devil for how many days? 40 days. For 40 days, he ate nothing. He was, of course, hungry. And so we need to keep in mind that when one is filled with the Spirit and he is to fulfill some kind of ministry for Yahuwah Abba, he will meet with opposition. He will be resisted by the adversary. Who is that again? The devil. This, in fact, is what happened to Yahushua HaMashiach. Shortly after he started, he began his public ministry. We, the assembly of Yahushua, we are officially beginning the work of the assembly to testify of Yahuwah and of Yahushua. What can we also expect to happen to us? We will also be opposed and resisted. Led by our chief adversary, the devil himself. This is why we need to learn the mindset of Yahushua. How was he able to beat the devil and overcome his temptations? This is what we're going to learn from Yahushua HaMashiach. Do you notice the first temptation? What was the first temptation of the devil? To try and derail the work of Mashiach. What was his first temptation? He said to the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, change this stone into a loaf of bread. You see, he knows he hasn't been eating. If you're not eating, what do you feel? Hungry. The devil knows that Yahushua is a human being in nature. That is his nature, his state of being. He's a man. He's a human being. And so he has natural biological cravings or cravings of the flesh. This is one of the most basic and most significant tools in the tool belt of Satan. He likes to use our biological cravings, cravings of the flesh to destroy us. These cravings of the flesh are real. They're powerful drives within us. What is their purpose? Basically, it is for our survival. This is why we eat when we're hungry. We drink water when we are thirsty. Its purpose is for our survival. However, these biological cravings, these cravings of the flesh must stay within its proper boundary, right? Because if you take it outside of its boundary, it becomes destructive like fire. Is fire good? It depends. If it's within its boundary, it is good. 
and useful. For example, if it's in the barbecue pit, it's useful for what? Cooking food, right? If it's in the fireplace, it's good for what? Keeping us warm. However you take it out of its boundary, what becomes a fire? It becomes destructive. Just ask the residents of California. When the wildfires hit and ruined the lives of so many people throughout California. And so we need to make sure it is within the boundary set by God. The devil, what he likes to do is to use the cravings of the flesh to destroy people. Has he succeeded over the years? Oh, absolutely. How many people have been destroyed by addictions? Not only do they destroy themselves, but also the people that they love. And so he will use that against us. He will use our the flesh, the cravings of the flesh, to try and destroy us. Yahushua, how was he able to reply against the devil when he was tempted to make the stones into a loaf of bread? This is what Yahushua said in the book of Matthew, chapter 4 and the verses 4. But Yahushua told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so when Yahushua was tempted to turn the stone into a loaf of bread, what was the reply of Yahushua to the devil? He said to the devil, the scriptures say, you see, it's good to know the scriptures. It's our best defense against the ploys and the evil schemes of the enemy. When we know the scriptures, we can defend ourselves. Yahushua relying in every instance of his temptation upon the scriptures, knowing the scriptures. What did he say to the devil? He said, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Does it mean that our physical bread is not important? Oh, it's important. We need it to survive. So what's the point? What is the purpose of Yahushua? What is he trying to teach us here? Even though physical needs are important, what is more important to us are our spiritual needs. The words of God. You see, as human beings, there is a physical part. There's a spiritual part. If we put the physical part first, if we make it priority, the spiritual part dies away. But if we put the spiritual part first, the physical part becomes tempered. It cooperates with the spirit. This is why we must always place as priority in our life the spirit. How do we do that? How do we put the spirit first? Galatians 5, 16 to 17. I say then, walk, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. How can we put the spirit first? How can we show that indeed we are placing topmost priority to our spiritual needs? Bible says we have to walk in the spirit. Notice what Apostle Paul said after he said walk in the spirit. What is the good result of that? He said, walk in the spirit and what happens next? You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see, when we walk in the spirit, the cravings of the flesh weakens. What do we need to understand about 
human beings, including ourselves. We have the cravings of the flesh, but we also have the desires of the spirit. The two are inside all of us. What do the two do? They contend against one another. If one is strong, the other is weak. They cannot be both strong. And so when you strengthen one, the effect of that is to weaken the other. And so what do we need to do? We need to make sure that the spirit is strong. Well, how can the spirit become stronger? What determines what is stronger, the flesh or the spirit? Well, it depends on what you feed more, right? If you feed the flesh more, then the flesh will become stronger. If you feed the spirit more, it becomes stronger. So we need to feed our spirit. We need to focus on our spirit. How do we do that? By walking in the spirit. What does that mean to walk in the spirit? It means to do the work of the spirit. What is that? We need to be kind to others. We need to help those who are in need. We need to pray to God. We need to read the scriptures. We need to worship the living God. When we do that, when we walk in the spirit, what shall happen to us? Eventually, we will feel the spirit in our life. Hasn't this happened to you? The more you do the work of the spirit, the more you walk in the spirit, the more you feel the power of the spirit of God. Maybe you attended worship service and you felt the spirit and power of God. What happens to your fleshly cravings? It kind of dissipates, doesn't it? That's the power of walking in the spirit. You see, for us to defeat and overcome the lust of the flesh, it's not enough that we have willpower. Willpower will do us no good. What is the secret then in overcoming the lust of the flesh? By strengthening the spirit. When you walk in the spirit naturally, the lust of the flesh weakens. It becomes less and less. The spirit becomes more and more. When that happens, the devil can no longer tempt us with the cravings of the human flesh. And so the first thing we need to do to protect ourselves from the enemy is to walk in the spirit. What else is the evil scheme of the enemy? After the first temptation failed, what was the second temptation that the devil used against Yahushua? Matthew chapter 4, 5 down to 6. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. This was the second temptation. You notice what the second temptation was? What did he want Yahushua to do? He wanted Yahushua to jump off from the highest point of the temple. Imagine that. I'm trying to think about this and, you know, thinking, thinking to yourself. So he's basically telling Yahushua, kill yourself, <laughs> right? Jump off from the highest point of the temple. But how was he trying to convince Yahushua to do that? Well, he used scriptures. You notice the devil said, for the scriptures say. What do we need to understand about the devil? Well, he knows the Bible, doesn't he? He likely knows the Bible in Hebrew, in Greek, in ancient Abari. He knows it in every language. He's a pretty smart person, right? He's a devil. 
And so he knows the scripture. And so he used the scripture to convince Yahusha to jump from the highest place of the temple. What scripture did he use? He used Psalms 91, 11 to 12. It's right there. He will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. So he used 91, 11 to 12 and told Yahusha, now you have to jump off the temple. Wait a minute. He used the scriptures, yes. But here's the thing. He took the, the verse out of what? Context. It's very, very dangerous when people use scripture out of context. This is what the devil is using. Because if you read Psalms 91, 11, and 12, and look at the context, it's not about committing suicide. It's not about being irresponsible. It's not about jumping off the temple. This is why Yahusha knew this. And so what did he say? What was the reply of Yahusha HaMashiach? Let's read verse 7. Yahusha responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test Yahuwah, your God. What was the reply of Yahusha when he was instructed by the devil to jump off the highest place from the temple? And then he used Psalms 91, 11, and 12. Did Yahusha say, well, the verse that you read is not really a verse in the Bible. That's not what he said. What did Yahusha say? He said the scriptures also say. You see, something about Yahusha is he knows scripture. Not just one verse, not just one chapter, but he knows the whole scripture. And so he knows how to defend himself against people against an adversary who like to misuse and take uh, biblical scriptures out of context. This is why what Yahushua is doing is comparing scriptures with scriptures. We have to keep in mind, brethren, the Bible is, is composed not just of one verse or one chapter, but many verses. You cannot take a verse in isolation and then make a conclusion out of that. You have to check it against the backdrop of the entire scriptures. This is what Yahusha did. And so what did he find? Deuteronomy 6, verse 16. What is that? What does it say? You must not test Yahuwah, your God. And so Yahushua, he exposed the devil. Number one, he took the verse out of context. Psalms 91 is not about jumping off the temple. Number two, other scriptures contradict what the devil wants him to do. What's the proof? Deuteronomy 6, 16. You must not test Yahuwah your God. We need to do the same thing. Why? Because there's so many people in the world today who like to use their Bible, right? But they take it out of context to make you do things against the will of God. What's an example? There are some people today who say and even make the claim, I am your spiritual leader, your religious leader. You cannot question me. I demand of you absolute obedience. And then they would quote Hebrews 13, verse 17. What do we need to do? Check the entire chapter. Is that the context of scripture? Number two, check the entire scripture. Does it contradict other passages? We have to protect ourselves, brethren, not just by knowing one or two verses but the whole scripture so that we can know the context of God's entire will and plan 
for mankind's salvation. So for us to overcome the devil, we need to walk in the spirit. Number two, we need to know all of scriptures. But the devil's not yet done. After the first two failures, what does he do? He resorts to number three, the third temptation. What was that? Let's read Matthew 4, 8 to 9. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and all the glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. What was the next temptation? The devil is tempting Yahushua that he will receive the kingdom of the world and all their glory, their wealth, the riches, the fame. For some people, that is their weakness. There are people today who are not affected by physical addiction. They don't love pleasure. They don't, they're not tempted by stealing or committing adultery. They're not addicted to any kind of drug or alcohol or pornography. But their weakness is a drive for power, a drive for fame, a drive for wealth. Do you know people like that? Sometimes we might even be shocked. This person who starts off mild-mannered, he looks like a good guy, and then he gets a taste of money and power, and all of a sudden, he changes completely, right? Are there people like that? Oh, yeah. Money and power and fame can change a person like that. And the devil knows this. That's why he uses it a lot. And so he tries to use that against Yahushua. And he told Yahushua, you can have all of this if you will just kneel down and worship me. Well, what was the reply of Yahushua HaMashiach? We read 8 to 9. Let's read verse 10. Get out of here, Satan, Yahushua told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship Yahuwah your God and serve him only. Did you notice that for every temptation, what did Yahushua say? For scriptures say, right? He always had a scripture because he knew the scriptures. We need to also know and master the scriptures. Yahushua, in defending himself, in protecting himself from the temptation of the devil, what did he say to him? He said, you must worship Yahuwah your God and serve only him. Brethren, that is the best weapon. The worship God is the best weapon against the temptation to acquire wealth and glory and fame here on earth. Why? And why? How must we worship the living God so that we can protect ourselves from this kind of temptation? The temptation to find wealth and glory here on earth. Let's read Matthew 22, 37 to 38. Yahushua replied, you must love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Yes, we must worship God. Yes, we must serve God. But how must we worship God so that as we worship him, we protect ourselves from the temptation of amassing the kingdoms of the world and its glory? Bible says we need to love God with what? All your heart, your soul, and your mind. How important is this? It's the first and greatest commandment. Yes, we're worshiping God now. But the question is, are we worshiping God with love? 
because there are some who worship God because of fear. They will only worship God because they're afraid of the consequences. There are those who worship God because of social pressure. Or perhaps there are young people worshiping God only because their parents are making them do so. Or maybe there are those who are worshiping God only because if they do not worship, they, they, they think they're going to be zapped from and be punished for something. Brethren, we're worshiping God now, and as we should. But what should be the purpose, the motivation, the reason, the reason why we take the time to worship and to serve the living God? It should be because of love. We worship God not because others tell us to do so and force us to do so. We worship God because from our heart, from our mind, from our soul, it's what we really want to do. We worship God with love for him, with all of our heart, soul, and mind. Are we like that? Well, how can we know if we are like that? How can we know if a person is worshiping God with all of his heart, soul, and mind? Let's read the book of Psalms 37, 4 to 6. Seek your happiness in Yahuwah, and he will give you your heart's desire. Give yourself to Yahuwah, trust in him, and he will help you. He will make your righteousness shine like the noonday sun. How can we recognize the individual who worships God, serves God out of love, love with all of his heart, his soul, and his mind? Bible says this person seeks his happiness in whom? Yahuwah. He gives himself to who? Yahuwah. You see, when a person gives himself or herself and seeks his or her happiness in Yahuwah, it only means he or she loves God, loves Yahuwah with all of his heart, soul, and mind. When we are able to achieve this, Look at what the Bible says. Verse 4. What's the good effect? The good blessing. And he will give you your heart's desire. Wait a minute. Does that mean you're seeking the happy, you're, you're worshiping God only because you can get something out of it? You see, there's something we need to understand about that passage. When we seek our happiness in Yahuwah, he will give us our heart's desire. The question I want to ask all of you is this. What is your heart's desire? A lot of people don't really know what their heart's desire is. They think they know. What do you mean they think they know? They think their heart's desire is to amass wealth. Is to have power here on earth. Because they think once they got that, they have happiness and contentment in life. Right? Are there people who have that kind of mentality? But is that true? Is it true that once you get enough power, enough riches, enough wealth in life, that you will be completely content? What's the answer? No. This is why so many people find themselves in great despair and disappointment because all their life they work so hard to amass wealth, to get power, to get some kind of name for themselves here on earth. Yet upon reaching that, upon reaching the apex of their success, they say to themselves, is that all that there is? They fall into deep despair. Some of them even commit suicide. You see, our heart's desire, what we truly want, what the soul truly needs, are not material things and the glory that brings. What we truly need is what? Deep fellowship with who? God. What we truly need is God himself dwelling in our life, 
That's our heart's desire when we are able to receive the desires of our heart because God has fellowship with us. You know what? We will no longer be tempted by the kingdoms of the world and its glory. This is why, brethren, for us to defeat the enemy, we need to put on the mind of Yahushua. What is the mind of Yahushua? Walk in the spirit, number one. Number two, we need to search and study the whole scripture. Number three, we must love Yahuwah God and worship him with all of our heart, soul, and mind. If we do all that, we will protect ourselves from the enemy. However, we need to understand this, brethren. Do you think the devil will give up? No. He fails once, he'll try again. He'll keep trying. And he will work extra hard with extra effort, especially now because he knows he only has a little time left. And so what is the ploy of the enemy? What will he do now? What is his strategy now that he knows he only has a little time left? What will he seek to do? Let's read the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, 8 down to 9. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. What will the devil strive to do now that he knows he only has a little time left? He will make extra effort. He will strive even more to prowl around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Who do you think will be easy prey for him? Those who are weak, right? This is why the devil is very opportunistic. He will look for opportunities. He will look for situations where a person may be weak spiritually, right? And when are those opportunities? When a person is weak spiritually. And so he pounces on such an individual. When that individual, that person is going through what? Suffering in life. Nowadays, nowadays, brethren, with the pandemic, with political turmoil, crisis of unemployment, poverty, hardship, this whole world is now all of a sudden filled with people who are weak spiritually. What will he do? He will pounce. He will devour or destroy. This is why we need to be extra careful and protect ourselves. How so? Bible says we need to be strong in our faith and resist the devil because he will use suffering to destroy us. That is his new tool, suffering to weaken our faith so that we lose hope on God. And so we need to protect ourselves from suffering as well. How so? Let's put on the mind of who? Yahusha, HaMashiach. But you might say, well, brother, I'll try my best to put on the mind of Yahushua, but I'm not Christ. I'm just a regular guy. I'm not Christ. The Bible knows that. God knows that. And so how can we be strong enough to overcome the devil even if we are not Christ? Let's read, brethren, the final passage of our studies today. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, 6 down to 7. Humble yourselves then under God's mighty hand. So that he will lift you up in his own good time. Leave all your worries with him. Because he cares for you. 
but after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who calls you to share his eternal glory in union with Christ, he will himself perfect you and give you firmness, strength, and a sure foundation. Brothers and sisters, what is the only way to defeat the adversary of our faith? It is not by our strength, but by whose strength? The strength of our God. As human beings, whether we like to admit it or not, we're just human beings. The devil, after all, is an angel, a fallen angel. He has powers and abilities that we cannot touch. If he seeks to destroy us, he will destroy us. We cannot handle him alone. On our own strength, we will fail. Even if we say, I'm going to put the mind of Yahushua. We are still human beings. And so the question is, are we going to use that as an excuse? No. Instead, that must be our calling to humble ourselves. You see, if we will not humble ourselves in times of temptation, in times of suffering, it's like we're saying we're strong enough to beat the devil on my own strength. But we're not. We'll be devoured. To beat the devil begins with humility. Without humility, we are stuck with our own strength, and our own strength is limited. It's not going to be good enough. What we need is the strength of God. Because if we have the strength of God, the devil cannot touch us. But how can we receive the strength of God? The Bible says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. It begins with humility. How do we show humility to our God? The Bible says, leave all your worries with him. Do not pretend to think that you can handle all of your problems on your own. Because when a person begins to think that way, when he says to himself, I don't need God, I can do this on my own. That is the beginning of his downfall. Humble ourselves, brethren. Let us leave all of our worries, all of our cares in the loving hands of our Father. What are you worried about now? Are you worried about your finances? Are you worried about your children, your parents, about your health? What are you worried about? What's causing you anxiety? How can we humble ourselves before our loving Abba? The Bible says, let us leave all these worries to him. And in his own good time, he will lift you up. Let Father lift us up. Wait for Yahuwah God. Humble ourselves. And why are we sure that if we leave all our worries with him, all of our pain, our suffering, and anxieties, why are we sure if we leave this in the hands of God that he will lift us up in his own good time? Do you see what it says there? Because he cares for you. Believe that, brethren. He cares for us. And this is why we will triumph over the enemy. We're not by ourselves. I don't know if you still remember the first verse in our study today. Do you remember the first verse of our study? When Yahushua was baptized in the Jordan River, when he came out of the water, what did Yahuwah say? This is my beloved son. What else? The Holy Spirit was upon him. Brethren, when Yahushua 
was baptized. Yahuwah confirmed and reaffirmed he is the son. And that he was given the spirit. When we were baptized, we too, we too were given that same privilege to be a son of God. To be a daughter of God. To receive the spirit of God. Why are we sure that what Yahushua received, we also receive? You can read the verse. It says there, God of all grace who calls you to share his eternal glory in union with Christ. What Christ received, the sonship, we also receive. What he received, the spirit, we also receive. This is why brethren, in times of suffering, never ever forget who you are. Because that's the first thing the devil wants you to forget. Who you are. Who are we? We are the sons and daughters of God. And because we are the sons and daughters of God, he will not let the enemy touch us and harm us. As a matter of fact, because we belong to God, we are the children of God. He will use suffering to perfect us, to strengthen us. The devil will use suffering to try and destroy us. But Yahuwah will use the suffering to perfect us and to make us more and more like his son, Yahusha. This is why brothers and sisters go to God and wait for God. Whatever we're facing, leave all of our worries and cares in his loving hands. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Loving Abba, yes, so far. Yahuwah God Almighty. Amen. What a great feeling it is yes, so to know that we are protected. Amen. To know that you are our father. Yes, so that God. we are your sons and daughters. Amen. You always watch over us. Yes, father. You always know the limits of our endurance. Yes, so you know exactly when to come to help us. Yes, so and father, we need you now. Amen. Because the world is falling apart. Yes. Many people are enduring great suffering and pain. Yes. Some of us, your people in these last days, yes. are also going through these difficult times. Yes. Father. But Father, we will never surrender. Yes. We will give up our life only to you. Amen. And so we give ourselves to you now. Yes. Father. We seek happiness only in you. Yes. Thank you for what we have. Yes. Thank you for our fellowship. Indeed, our heart's desires yes. have been satisfied by you. Amen. And so there's nothing else we need. There's nothing else we really want. Yes, you are all we need. Yes. You are all we want. Amen. Father, we ask and beg you now. Yes. Continue to walk with us. Yes. Hold us by the hand. Yes. When we are afraid sometimes. When the devil tries to convince us yes. that we are no longer your sons and daughters. Speak to our hearts, Father. Yes. Tell us that we indeed belong to you. Yes. That we are still your sons and daughters. Yes. Sometimes when we commit sin against you, yes. this is what he tries to tell us. Yes. And so we will continue to believe yes. that even though we sinned, oh Father, yes. you still love us. Yes. When you see us repent. Yes. When you see us cry tears of repentance, yes. you will wipe them away. Yes. You will come to us and strengthen us. Yes. 
tell this to us now, please. Yes. We need you, Father, yes. every day in our life. Amen. We know the enemy will do his best yes. to try and destroy our faith yes. and destroy our life. Protect us, O oh loving Abba. Yes. Surround us with your peace yes. and your loving presence. Amen. Yahusha, our King. Yes. We will do our best to be like you. Yes. We will walk in the spirit. Yes. Walk by our side. Yes. Strengthen our spiritual nature. Yes. Day by day in our life. Extinguish the cravings of the flesh. Yes. That we can continue to live by the spirit. Yes. And overcome the temptations of the evil one. Amen. Help us to know the words of our Abba. Yes. To know more and more. To yes. fall in love with the scriptures. To yes. read it daily in our life. A source of comfort, strength and guidance. Yes. Teach us please. Because we know the scriptures are about you. Yes. Equip us with knowledge. Equip us with wisdom yes. to always respond well against the temptations of the adversary. Teach us to love the way you love, yes. okay. how you love Abba. Yes. May we have your heart as well, yes. okay. that we can also show that kind of love. Yes. Help us to be like you, yes. to be a true son to our Abba, yes. a true okay. child to our God, Yahuwah, yes. that we can always be prepared to receive his guidance. Amen. Father, please bless your people throughout the world. Yes, so we have given to you all of our worries. Yes, Perhaps a while ago, as we were reading and studying that part of the passage, yes. some of your people were thinking of certain worries, yes, anxieties so in their life. Yes. All of us have our own different set of challenges, yes, different kinds of suffering. Yes, Father, so we give them to you now. Yes. We have mentioned them to you already. Yes. And we will wait for you to act. Yes. We will never complain against you. Yes. But we are humbling ourselves before you. Yes. Because we truly believe in your own good time. Yes. We trust your time, Father. Yes. In your own way, you will lift us up. With your mighty hand, protect us. Yes. With your loving hands, embrace us. Help us to keep hoping. Yes, May we never give up. We want to see your face. Yes, we want to see your son's face. Yes. We want to dwell in your kingdom. Yes. Do not let the enemy take this away. Yes. Help us to hold on to our faith. Yes. To hold on to your loving embrace. Gracious be unto you, Father, yes. for all of your blessings in our life. Amen. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.